RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. So then we uh, find Sia having just had oil or something similar sprayed into her face. And yeah, I think... she's, she's mopping it up as best she can, but I think every towel is already dirty in here, so it just kind of smears. Oh, God. It's a very vibrant and dirty picture. Yeah. She's got to get used to the desert. Yeah, no, Vigo had basically been like, hey, you break it, you bought it. Yep. Which, we'll cover that with you at a different time. But, uh... You got made, a running tab now. <laughs> yeah, made that intention clear to you. Like the image of uh, him walking into the open door of the garage, his silhouette reaching forward and sliding up the interior onto the back wall as I approach. Looking at you, swabbing all the oil or lubricant that poured onto you with dirty towels. And I uh, pull some sand over to like clot up what's left there. Yeah, I think... Uh, You'll have better luck uh, soaking it up with some of the silt dust around here than trying to get those old terry cloths to do anything for you. Uh, shall I just go and roll around outside? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sand bath is... Uh, I, can, I can help you with that, actually. I can pull some of this up and get you going. Uh, get that off of you. You know, see what we can work off. I'll just go outside. I'll exfoliate. I need this. It's me time. I'll be right back. <laughs> she, she's gone for like 10 <laughs> minutes and she comes back with like red friction cheeks you know what i mean mm -hmm. but maybe she's a little cleaner maybe it's... is that how that works i mean are you is she rolling in dirt to try to she's like vigorously rubbing sand over her oil face gotcha in an attempt to clean it off okay go ahead and uh what would that roll be <laughs> <laughs> would it be agility would it be smarts uh, smarts. <laughs> That's a D8. That's not bad. Common knowledge. How to bathe yourself in the desert. Survival. <laughs> uh, well, I've gotten two threes, so I'm going to let that stand. When Sia reappears several minutes later, she's clearly been, you know, rubbing dirt or silt on herself and clearly has also tried to rub it off, but not succeed in that. So she... I'd say you look dirtier than you did before, but in a different way. Hmm. I don't think she knows. You don't. <laughs> you think you've done a great job. She walks back in. That was a really good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing like a healthy coating of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I used. Yeah. It's a UV protective too. You know? I, I am out of sunblock. <laughs> yeah. There's no getting uh, past it. Sand, sand, sand blocks it out just great. Uh, Vigo, uh, I, I gotta out out soon. Uh, got a lead on a trailblazer. Zeph gave me a lead on it. Uh, so, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill, fuel up a bit and go on for the rest of the, uh, probably, uh, probably till tomorrow, maybe the day after. You, you need anything from me before I go? Mm, 
I think you've done enough for now, but uh, I'll go ahead and fill up. And like I said, you know, you're bringing some of that back to me. There's money to be made. Lots of folk here need it too. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just going to make sure to square up and uh, if I get a, especially, you know, figure out a good spot for begging them, I might be able to hook you guys up sooner than later. Mm, that's what I like to hear. What are trailblazers? Big, flaming, fast, flightless birds. What? I think Vigo starts to laugh as he walks away and says, good luck catching him with that dead weight. Gesturing at Sia. I'm going to see if she notices. <laughs> uh, yeah, she doesn't care for that, but she doesn't. She's already fucked up one of his things, so she's going to just. She crosses her arms and taps her foot. Takes that one on the chin a little bit. Maybe her tail flexes. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's pop over at the Lair Assortments over there and uh, supply up. Get anything we need for a nice camp out. <laughs> you trust stuff a Lara Corp makes. I mean, I, I don't got a lot of selections. I mean, they make these. They make what? I point to one of the jolts on my belt. Oh my God. I thought you said they make bees. And I was like, what the fuck they do? (laughs) Those. (laughs) You don't quite understand what the expression is on her face when she looks at the can of jolt. It's like weirdly stressed out, I think. (laughs) Maybe she knows what's in them a little bit more than I do. (laughs) Caffeine's so bad for you in that amount. So, um, trailblazers, what, um, they're fast. Yeah. They're birds? They just... They're birds. Maybe a bit taller than me, actually, if they stand up straight. Uh, they, they tend to... That's a very tall bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're dangerous. Are they just for, for eating? For a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, we ate some back at, at, at the honeycomb over there. That was... Uh, oh, that... that's what that was. That was good. Let's go get these birds. Yeah, uh, but gotta be careful. They're combustible but not in like their claws can light the oil that they have on fire. So uh, sometimes they'll catch on fire, but they they don't they don't burn. Plumage is fire retardant. The oil they secrete is extremely flammable. But their claws tend to ignite it on the rough surfaces as they're running. So see his eyes just light up. She is a very for this. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know. We've already like we've done my thing, but I, if you if you need some need some help, and then I can just take a little bit of a um, bird blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get a sample That's... of it. Yeah, uh, we we just uh, there's yes. a they got a bladder that uh, a lot of the oils concentrated in. We have to make sure to be very careful with that. That's the most valuable part. I can I can handle myself around animals. Don't you worry. You can slaughter them. You have a lot of experience. That's good. That's good to have that around here. Yep. I've definitely slaughtered animals before. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, make my way across the dusty street into a lair assortments. I'm going to give Chase a Benny for pulling all that information either out of his head or notes. Well that was done. In my head. Well done. <laughs> I didn't remember the name of the creature, Chef's but I remember kiss. everything else you told me. <laughs> you got all the important yeah. bits. Yeah. yeah, so you can head on over to a lair assortments. I had imagined that Olera Assortments is definitely the newest looking structure in the hub here. Um, I don't know that any structure can maintain a new-ish look for any real period of time, just, you know, for the amount of dust storms that kick up here and, you know, it's just windy and dirty and messy, so it's probably got sort of like a chrome under finish, you know? I'm kind of thinking, you know, like 
one gas station in Fallout. The Red, the Red Rocket? Is that yeah. what it was? Okay, yeah. I don't know. It reminds me of the Red Rocket. As far as the layout of the structure, if you guys have cool ideas for that, I'd love to hear them. But inside, it's just rows upon rows of various vending machines that sell assorted products. Most of them are probably commercialized, but given the location of these, they probably do just have a lot of general survival gear that you can buy, like, you know, rations, a tent, backpacks, rope, things like that. Do they have a net? Probably. Yeah. I don't I see why I could. I want to buy one. You want to buy a net? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I ruined, I ruined my new friends. Okay. Um, Shall I roll my wealth? What's your wealth die? I think it's it's just regular, it's just a D6. It's a D6. I think you can probably buy a, a net without needing to make a roll yes. on the wealth die. That seems reasonable. And I'll reasonable. attach rocks to it myself okay, to make well, it weighted. That'll be a wealth roll. All right. <laughs> a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, these rocks are so expensive. You might be able to find a weighted net specifically. That's, that doesn't seem too off base. Is there a weighted net? Yeah, I think that's oh, yes. I think that's perfectly reasonable. That's like that would be the purpose of the net is to throw at something or something like that, or to set up you know a ground trap that'll hoist up into the air. Who knows? Well, she she makes a weighted net purchase. Maybe it's like compressed into a really tiny package, so when you like open it, it breaks the seal and it just goes. Poof. Gotcha. I was thinking about this too, and that. This is a non-manned retail outlet in the middle of nowhere that also has a lot of clientele that are probably rough and tumble. So in my head, I was like, what's to stop anybody from just coming in here and smashing them and, and taking all the stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. So then I figured maybe it just has some sort of automated defenses or like, oh, yep. I don't know, um, turret guns or laser trap type things. You guys have any specific fun stuff you want to tack onto that? Do you think there's a like a droid somewhere? Maybe there is a droid, but it's like barely it's functional <laughs> because of how caked with dirt and stuff it is. Uh, I would think that the most obvious low-tech solution is just like where the big glass panels are. They just have wrought iron bars caged around it like you'll see on some vending machines that we have in the, in the real world uh, when they're in places like subways and bus stops and that type of stuff cool that makes sense to me so what i'm hoping to get maybe a heated vest like how they have nowadays where you have a lithium battery that you can plug in and it'll they have sweaters and workwear that have a built-in like heater kind of like an electric blanket but it's an electric jacket are those real yeah those are definitely real oh wow that's cool i I guess it's yeah (laughs) (laughs) hot Yeah, like some some sort of underlayer to keep me warm at night in an emergency situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you have a D6 wealth die. Mm-hmm. Before we make any purchases like that, the the other main thing that you would be able to find here, aside from just retail stuff, is something we haven't spent much time with in the setting because it just hasn't come up very much except for like the first episode of Neon Heat. Oh, the pill? Yeah, consumable power items. And I think that that is something that we're going to start paying more attention to in the shows moving forward. And I think it would make sense to be here too. So psychologists have an innate ability where in order to use their powers on other people, they have to turn them into consumables. So I think there is a market for psychologists or others who make consumables and then sort of rent them out. Like, you know, you put them in a vending machine, you buy it. It's a one-time use, you know, maybe within a period of time, but in a more abstract way. I'm treating that as 
you can basically buy a one-time use power that maybe you don't already have access to mm -hmm. that you would then be able to save for a later occasion. So if there's anything like that that would be of interest to you, we can cover that. Some, some of those, Ali came up with a really good one. The power it does is Havoc, but it's called Canned Beware, <laughs> like, but with air instead of A-R-E. Uh, so it's just canned air, but when you pop it, it lets out like a typhoon blast that, you know, a cone template burst that knocks people away, basically. Oh, that's crazy. That's fun. Like a like a less than lethal um, version of a, like a Claymore. It's like the thing that you clean your keyboards with. Yeah. <laughs> Healing pill, rejuve groove. Halitoxics? Yep. Was that yours? Yeah. Like a poison breath? Chlorine like gas? <laughs> yeah, like a mint? <laughs> Sizzle shot, magma, shotgun shells. Does normal shotgun damage, but it's a heavy weapon and has armor piercing. Ooh, I'd probably want a few of those. <laughs> this is another alley one. Chameleon. It's invisibility supplement. <laughs> Chameleon. <laughs> yeah. How long do those work for? Two turns, maybe? One turn? I mean, the consumable is treated like the power when you use it. Oh, okay, but we can't renew it. Correct. It's yep. just whatever the default duration of the power is, which I think invisibility is... It's a minute? It's a minute, maybe? Uh, the duration is five. Five minutes. Oh, well, that... Which means it's like... Five rounds, which yeah. is like a minute, basically. Because each round is generally... Six. Six to ten seconds. It's so. in flux. Yeah, I'd say in combat, it's probably like 30 seconds, but I kind of abstract it out of combat sometimes. Oh, and Splash Dash for water walking, hmm. which is not a quantified power in core Savage Worlds, but is a power in 50 Fathoms. Because most of what you said you wanted to buy tend to be smaller, like you could get some of these shotgun shells, you could definitely get that vest. Was there any other stuff that you would be interested in purchasing? Sia needs a puffy coat because she does not have cold weather gear because it did not occur to her that it gets cold in the desert. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, if there's any sort of uh, heating fuel, they have these fuel tablets that... Espit tablets. Espit tablets. I've not heard of those before. What do they do? It's a chemical compound that burns for like camping stoves and that type of stuff. Hexamite fuel tablet is the, <laughs> is the generic term for it. The company that originally made them was... Espit. So it's a solid fuel tablet that doesn't produce ashes or smoke. It's like a little block that you light with matches and then that thing itself is able to produce enough heat to boil water. And That's something. really cool. Yeah. That's very cool, yeah. Sure, I mean, they can definitely be some of those. I always learn something when we chat, Chase. Yeah, it's fascinating. I haven't been camping in so long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even have one of those, like... I just got a fuel burner stove, but I had a buddy who was like, yeah, get these Espit tablet ones. They're so light. I'm like, eh. But yeah, if I like got a brick of those and an electric vest, or even if my armor already had that built in, but there's like a battery pack or something like that I need. Hmm. I mean, given that you, you live out here, it seems perfectly reasonable to me that you would have already had the vest. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, maybe some sort of power source for charging it or recharging it. That's perfectly reasonable. Oh, yeah. So how about I yeah, take some batteries and jam them into a recharger there that they have that's like a fast charger. Very cool. And it tops it off really quick instead of me having to like leave it in my car all day or something like that. Sia listens to set talking about all the stuff that they're going to need. And I think she tries to make the most appropriate purchases she can while being a bit thrifty. <laughs> the battery recharge station has a little battery mascot 
He's got cartoony hands and, you know, giving a big thumbs up. It's like a plus sign on it. When you stick your batteries in there, the machine itself lights from bottom to top to show. Is like it shaped the, like an egg? I don't know what the batteries are shaped like. but I meant the machine. It could be. Why, why egg? Oh, I just didn't, I like the contours. <laughs> <laughs> it's very future-y. If, if Alaricorp is dropping, like, fancy stuff out here, they're going to want it to look nice. It's sure. brand. But they also need to make it look fun. Could be, like, egg-shaped because some Karnix might come from eggs, and so it's like a cozy symbol of charging up oh. your batteries. Okay, I like that. Yeah. You put your batteries in there, and they charge up and you can watch the station light from bottom to top as the percentage increases and then once it's done the whole thing's glowing and it just makes a little ding an egg timer ding ha yes exactly uh, ding ding <laughs> kind of imagine like reaching in to pull it out kind of like the ghostbuster traps <laughs> the ghost. yeah. and like there's all this steam coming out pop them back in the battery compartments where they go see it makes two one-time purchases of thermoses that come with drink in them already, like from a heated vending machine. Sure. It's, co- it's just coffee. But, you know, they, <laughs> she doesn't know how late they're going to be up. She hasn't had a chance to nap. They've been very busy today. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it says something shitty like that on the side with like an Alaricorp logo on the lid, you know? I'll buy a bunch of like MREs or something. Okay, that makes sense to me. All the stuff that you're buying, everything that you've specifically called out to me is like a lower cost item. So I don't really even feel the need to ask for any kind of resource roll. I think that is probably just factored into like your normal purchases that you would resupply with. I'm going to yeah, get just... Chameleon and Halitoxics. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, go ahead, Chase. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to get a Splash Dash. That would be something that would trigger a roll. So Chase, a normal roll from you. If you are buying two of them, then I'm going to ask you to make a wealth roll at minus two. Sounds right. Here I go. With my Genghis Khan die. I hope it doesn't betray you. It did. I'm going to Benny it. And just remember, if uh, if you fail, you can still get it, but then you go broke until su- go broke. such a time. as. What do you need money for out here? Well, she's got irons in the fire. They're not all in the desert. Okay. I rolled two fives. Oh, at a minus Perfect. two, those comes out to two threes. Sorry. Uh, so, well, you're not at a minus two. You're only doing the one. So yes. you succeed okay. on that, Chase. You're good. An 11. What? Miss Moneybags over here. Mm-hmm. Blowing up. Well, she's a city girl, you know. All right. Hey, what was the name so of those shotgun you... shells? Uh, sizzle shot? Sizzle shot. Okay. So how many sizzle shots? are? Is that another roll or I don't know. Like you said, I was okay with some of those. I think it would just depend on the quantity that you're trying to buy, but. Just two of them. Oh, well, yeah, I'm not going to make your roll for that. Let's yeah, just here. the idea of having it in the clutch. I can just ram that in and take a shot and keep running. For ammo cost, basic shotgun shells, if we use $500 as a baseline, this says it's $15 for 25, and 25 shells is a pound and a half. So I think specialized shells would probably be several times more expensive than that, but you could definitely get a handful of them and still like be within the price threshold, I think. What did they do again? They, like, shot a cone? It's going to be treated like a normal shotgun shell type, but it has four points of armor piercing. And it counts as a heavy weapon, which means that it can damage stuff like vehicles. Like, a lot of vehicles you can't damage with normal shots. And it looks like little magma chunks. It could be something like like a tank would have heavy armor. A normal car, I don't think, would have heavy armor necessarily. Yeah, definitely. It kind of depends on what you're shooting. 
Sia walks over to see you buying your splash dash. And I think it's a very full row of the vending machine. Like nobody's bought this. And she's like, that's just garbage marketing. Why would they put that out here? They're never going to sell all these. I don't know why they put them here, but I know we were talking about going to the canyon. And... Is there is there a river there? Well, it's a canyon. It got formed by a river. Oh, I guess that's true. It's just so dry out here. I can't imagine there's any water. And she just yeah. smacks her lips. Her <laughs> very dried. She's like, I need a chapstick. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, it's it's the hydration. Uh, you need to drink water. Not like that grease on your lips doesn't help as much as just drinking some water. Listen, coffee is plenty hydrating. I uh, promise no, you. I mean, uh, just every cup of coffee, drink a cup of water, please. <laughs> I don't want to drag you back here. Put an IV in you. That That's not the funnest. She says, <laughs> sipping on her new Olera Corp canteen. As you do that, I crack a jolt. I'm like, some people just don't know how to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take another Benny for that. That was really good. Is there a jolt machine? Oh, absolutely. Are there any new flavors? Let's see. Chase, what do you think what, the newest flavor would be and what, what color? Yeah, what what's the flavor? Mmm... Oh, man, what if they have a new Karnik-centric line? Uh, uh, no, Bolt wouldn't sign off on on any, like, super weird flavors. Of course he uh, would. <laughs> he, he probably he would. Doesn't, he won't read that paper. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's all Oh, okay. Him yeah, no, uh, what about a protein line where it's, like, insect flavors? You know how, like, they have the workout drinks where they're, like, they have, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys head over to Alara Assortments. We get a couple of fun shots of you perusing the vending machines and making your selections. They're all very bright, backlit, neon shit. We had talked about uh, an NPC that comes to restock these. Maybe they're not here this time. Do I know their name? Yeah, I think uh, you would have at least known her first name is Jenna. Jenna. I, I don't know. How, how friendly would you have gotten with this person? I probably would have read their first name and probably like talk to them a bunch when they're doing their job and depending on their personality they can receive from that but you know it's just like one of those curiosity things when I showed up especially when they installed a new building and this person keeps showing back up alright so yeah, yeah I'll tell you her Her name is Jenna Truk I sort of imagine she would have been both a restocker of all the goods and stuff here but maybe she's also the maintenance person who comes by to make sure that everything is working as intended looks at the droid size walks away <laughs> doesn't even <laughs> attempt it yeah, if there is a droid that keeps getting broken down or something like that, maybe she would have approached Silica for, or maybe you would have even known to offer your assistance and been like, hey, I can you know, do that for you. Would it be cool if she was Nakir? Okay, then yeah, let's make her Nakir. Jenna Truk. Oh, Jenna's not here. Oh, uh, hey, uh, we should get you one of the, the uh, walkie-talkie ham radios that they got in case we get split up. Well, I mean, in a sandstorm, it can uh, get drowned out pretty easily. Would... Radios work in a sandstorm. Uh, I mean, no, not when it's being loud, but if you can find somewhere, it's better than nothing. Well, it sounds like a good investment. Yeah, yeah, ham radios, uh, yeah. Uh, I got one in the truck, and uh, maybe if we grab a couple to take with us, in case uh, we need to, we get split up in the truck or something happens. When I do love ham. <laughs> You got an 11 on your wealth roll earlier, which even with a further minus two would still be a raise. So if that's something that Sia would purchase given the Yeah, that sounds good. 
She also wants to get a six pack of Jolt to replace the one that got uh, destroyed while she was juking about out of the truck. Is it Snazberry in stock? Can she replace it with Snazberry? Yeah, I think Snazberry is definitely here. We were talking about other oh, we were. other Jolt Cola flavors, an insect flavored one, maybe Bug Chug. Bug Chug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's like it's hilarious. How do you chug a bug? I could also see that to what Chase had mentioned of, you know, if Bug would, if Bolt Bolt wouldn't have uh, greenlit that one, I'm sure he doesn't know of everything that they do. So he's been in Caldonics for a hot sec. Mm -hmm. Actually, are there any half functioning screens with loops of like cool things he's doing or like a comic book of his? Oh my god, yes. Or a magazine with news clippings of the Bulick Bugle or something like that. Do you mean the Wonderbolt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the idea of, you know, a small serialized comic about his adventures in Caldonics and how he's achieved, you know, so much. Let's go with the, the Bulick Bugle because I like how clunky it is. Maybe it's just the Bugle, but it's the first part of his name, you know, B-E-U. Makes sense. Stylized like a bolt. Like his logo on the Jolt cans, but with a B with a lightning bolt through it. That's great, yeah. So that that would be the editorial. I think there are probably some screens out here that are playing news clips or video clips. Maybe a bunch of them are currently in states of disrepair, similar to the robot from the climate and uh, maybe lack of maintenance in the immediate past. But the main news story is about Dietrich Strickland. It says, the Strickland estate fire continues to be investigated by authorities. More details as they come. Bolt Bulig's tenure in our partner city, Caldonics, remains a beacon of hope in their dark times as a new task force emerges in their justice system with Mr. Bulig at the head. Of course, advertisements for Snazberry Jolt Cola. Get your Snazberry today, limited edition. Or so they're currently saying. (laughs) And then a small town on the coast of the northern Olera region, Pazmir, has been found completely abandoned. Signs of struggle reported. There are many, many more articles than that, but those are the ones that stick out the most. The rest of them are sort of small potatoes dealing with smaller goings-on, business trades that have occurred, up-and-coming media sensations, that type of thing. What are the media sensations? That's an excellent question. I'm very (laughs) glad you asked me that. (laughs) Hmm. What kind of media? Is it like a reality TV? Are they a pop star? Are they like a like a reporter who made it big? My my brain goes back to tried and true methods of entertainment, like music. So maybe it's a, a music sensation. Do you think there's just like a weird type of new wave stuff that most people hate, but is somehow becoming more popular? EDM mixed with ska. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrid. What if it's somebody who, like, has specific hand augments so they can play more than one instrument at once? That's pretty cool. Maybe it's a Yara. Oh, okay. A Yara who has special augmentations for their extra limbs to give them hands. (laughs) That's very upsetting as a mental image. Well, you gave this other fucker a hand foot, so I don't want to hear it. Okay, well, (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) All right, so uh, it will be a Yara who has hands on all of their additional limbs that they can use. Maybe it's like a one-man band type of thing or a one-woman band. Yes. 
and they just play every instrument. Man, that's that's exhausting just to describe. Yeah. <laughs> and their name will be Doppler. Doppler. That sounds perfect. Doppler's pretty good. I like that. Good pull. You can have a Benny for that. Thank you. Doppler. Maybe it's like a Daft Punk style where they wear a helmet, so we have no bearing on. I like gen, it. But it's very clear that they're a Yara because of their yeah. extra lips. <laughs> Unless it's like a Doc Ock suit. Ooh. Who knows? Who knows? Oh man, that would, yeah, that'd be cool with the extra limbs though. Yeah, they're, they're playing all the different synths and drum pads and all that stuff. They're secretly an arrow this whole time. <laughs> I went to school to rock. I love that actually, that's great. Who knows their secret? Only the three people who came up with them <laughs> and have ever heard of them. <laughs> okay, so the helmet is like their thing, but nobody knows it's really their face. That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, so. right. They're like, take off the helmet. And he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> Never. I am the mask. I refuse to lose my mystique. That's really great, though. I love this character here. Yeah, I hope Butler. we meet him someday. Yeah, basically have to at some point somewhere. And Boreas lives in Olera. God, that's true. You can go to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you guys have accumulated your many assorted sundries. What is your next plan? Get load up in the Jeep and start driving toward the direction that Zeph let me know that they'd be around and probably try and find a high vantage point to camp out tonight so we can scout or scope from that elevated position to see if there's any scorch marks or burning trails left behind by these creatures so I can kind of get an idea of their movements and yeah, just kind of try and spot if there's one in the area moving around, any signs left of them. What time of day did we leave it last time? It was getting to be night. Okay, so we're we're going into night right now. Yeah, okay. I've, and fun mm-hmm. fact, this time of year in this area of the belt, you get to see the rings of the planet. Oh, they're, oh, they're very red in the sky with the nebulas on the background. What color do you think the sky is? Deep purple today. Mm, that sounds nice. That says desert sky to me. It looks nice with the red, too. I imagine. Maybe there are a couple shots of us in the Jeep with the sand cloud puffing behind us and sees like in the front playing with coin purse, making him long and squat and long and squat. <laughs> <laughs> coin purse, I would imagine, looks unamused at all times, <laughs> but is very sweet. Like he looks like he's just having a bad time until when you let go of him and then he just rests his head on you like a cat does when you stop petting or a dog. <laughs> you're like, I'm annoying this thing. It's just like, as soon as you stop, it just puts its hand back, uh, its head back under your hand or starts like nudging your hand. Coin purse is a very sweet boy. Mm-hmm. I love bearded dragons. You had one. I know I did. He's a sweet boy. He was. Their skin is definitely, you know, craggy. It's It's rough. But their under chin spines, if you brush with the grain, they're very smooth, you know, and if you pull against the grain, they're very sharp. They're more prickly. (laughs) They're not really sharp. It's just scratchy. They're very cool. I love watching them eat crickets because I had uh, I had them in my room and I had a terrarium where I'd keep the crickets and I just put him in the cricket cage and then he'd just go around and snap a few up, stand there and look around and watch them and then ease in and then shoot his tongue out just a little bit to pull him in and then the crickets are like oh fuck yeah it's a horror (laughs) movie from their perspective but when they're when they're eating crickets it was always neat because he'd pull it into his mouth and then there'd be one crunch as he bites down but then he'd go (laughs) and it would just be a series of smaller crunches (laughs) yeah there's some bearded dragon lore for you (laughs) I like it maybe we hear that noise as she feeds him crickets but they're like dried 
With a dried cricket, yeah. yes. How decadent. Yeah. Never has to move from his <laughs> coin purse position, like being fed grapes. We get a couple of wide shots of you guys driving out into the desert. If you're looking to pick a high vantage point, then why don't you go ahead and make me a survival roll to see if you can locate the best possible position? You can certainly find high ground. That'll that'll exist in some capacity. Cool. Okay. Gonna roll survival. Uh, nine. Success with a raise. I think that this area you've probably been out here at least at some point so you already know of a spot that's going to be perfect for what you need given what Zeph told you so it, it really doesn't take you any effort at all to get this prepared maybe this is out closer to the territory where the desert starts getting rockier and into mesas and stuff so maybe it's more preferred for the trailblazers in that sense but this is a, a mesa in and of itself that can look out over the surrounding terrain a bit more high enough that you can certainly drive the jeep up it to a certain point but then you would have the option to get out of the jeep and scale it to get even higher if that's something you wanted to do but even if you don't go the whole way to the top i think it's still going to be helpful for your position yeah then uh i would like try and get as high as possible so we'd secure the jeep i'd probably cover it again with a tarp and see if i can get enough debris on it to uh camouflage it and, and then start trying to climb up ascend why don't you go ahead did we did i make your roll like a stealth or something last time when you covered it up i think i rolled with an essence roll because i used my um mm. power to cover it gotcha cool uh if that's what you're doing here then just go ahead and make that same roll and you guys can you know gather whatever supplies you're gonna be taking up there with you of course i got a five nice that's a success if you guys are climbing to the top of the mesa, then I would like an athletics from both of you. Uh, mm, I, I feel like this mesa is broad enough and it's it's craggy rock, so there probably aren't any penalties to it. I don't think the illumination is going to cause you any penalties here because you're able to just basically go straight up. What does my Yara wall walker bring to the table? Oh, uh, well, then you don't need to roll. Can I assist? You could assist in many ways. Tell me how you would like to help Set get up there. She has like a rope tied to the base of her tail as she's jettisoning herself up with her front two legs, chunking them into the rock and then just one at a time leaping up with them. So you want to have a rope tied to you that he can use to... Yeah. Okay. To like assist his climbs. Like he's running up the wall behind her as she fucking goes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. Then yeah, I think that that will definitely give him a plus two. Yes. Given that he's sort of strapping in and... It's a little harness. It's a reverse rappel. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down climbing gear, but I can't see that in the book. So I guess I'm just, yeah, have some rope and pittons and such things. And I guess I'll just tie around myself a harness on my waist and then go to climb up. Roll, you said athletics roll? Athletics, yep. Plus two from her assistance. Okay, so that's uh, with the plus two, that's a five. Excellent. Your five is a success, so you are able to make it up the rocky expanse without any kind of serious complications. When you both find your way to the top, we just get like a really cool panoramic shot of standing atop this mesa, which is the highest point in the immediate vicinity, looking around to this terrain that is a gradient from desert to something rockier until it becomes a bit of both, as well as the, the night sky that is 
probably darker than purple now because more time has passed, but still has the bright rings that... Would the rings have illumination to them? I like, think so. Like, the, the moon reflects sunlight, which is why it produces light, but I don't know how other... I mean, the rings are, like, made up of tiny satellites, right? In general, rings on planets. You mean satellites, not in terms of, like, the man-made construction? No, like, but... like natural satellites. Oh, I think so, yeah. Like, it would be rock or maybe uh, frozen ice, like crystal, mm. I think. So that would probably be more reflective. If that's not right, not completely science-y enough, it's science fantasy. Science fantasy, baby. It works. Fuck. <laughs> that's mostly right, though. Uh, yeah. Yes! Uh, just, de it's debris. It's just craggy like mineral debris beautiful space garbage yeah it's space uh crystals corian space corian space corian space <laughs> that, now that's science fantasy and that'd be really cool yeah don't think that hasn't occurred to me <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a spin-off setting or series for somewhere down the road i think but i can oh, see I'm talking specifically doing. about the rings maybe they're new and they're cory that makes sense too. Like they happened after the zero. Like there was some sort of uh, during that terrible event. Like some of the Cory jettisoned into space as well during the. So now what I'm imagining is somewhere on the planet there is just like a geyser of Cory that stretches from the planet itself up into the atmosphere, which is Ooh. where like all this stuff is being fed from. Yeah, we haven't even been on the other side of the world yet. That's that's on, why they've never seen that's it. That's on here. purpose so that we can add <laughs> yeah. crap like this whenever it's appropriate. And it could have just been like a mega volcano explosion of Corey that set it so high that it got up into the upper atmosphere and created these ring patterns as it made its way out. Uh, so it could be an ongoing event. It could be a past event that like drastically reshaped the sky and the horizon of this planet. Definitely. That would create so many particulates in the air that could have also compounded with uh, the other phenomena coming from Corey. Love it. Cory rain would be very bad. That's what I'm all about. Yes. <laughs> very volatile. <laughs> Just every raindrop explodes. Gotta get out of here. <laughs> God, that would be pretty terrifying. Don't mind me writing it. Damn, writing that down. Explosive rain. Cory rain. Excellent. Dash pow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember what that is. Yep. Yeah, you guys make your way up here so you can certainly set up your campsite. What were the other things that you wanted to do up here, Chase? Build a small fire and, you know, try and look around. Maybe uh, see if I can see. You said the uh, the trailblazers, they'll leave a flaming path behind them, right? I think they certainly can. My thought is, and this is all knowledge that I think you would have. It's not something that always happens. They do leave oily footprints in the ground and that's always there. Mm -hmm. But when they're going real fast, that's usually when they tend to leave the burning trail. I have infrasight. Okay. Could I be scanning with binoculars? Is it out to a certain range? I do not know. In general, hoping like basically maybe if there was a known water source, like a natural spring or a place like at the edge of cliffs and mesas, you'll get like a mud that forms at the bottom of them. And apparently if you dig about four to six feet deep, you can start harvesting silty water hmm. uh, from those areas. Basically any natural water source that I know that might attract these creatures when they need to drink and hydrate. I would look at those areas and see if there's any signs of ran trails, maybe like black earth from where it's scorched, if it did catch on fire, or if there's any worn game trail in general, or even if there's one that's actively running and there's a flaming tail behind him as it's going. 
just to get a, a spot of the movement of animals in the area. Definitely. So because it's night and you guys are up very high, Sia, you would have your infravision for just normal looking around. Nice. If Set has any kind of tools that would assist him with that, that might reduce any penalties here. I think it's going to be very difficult to see any of that granular stuff on the ground, especially at night, but you would definitely at least be able to take a look around and see if you can spot, you know, actual flames that are out in the environment or how, movement. How quickly does desert sand cool off in the evening? Uh, that's a good question to which I do not have a definitive answer. I just know that the nights are cold and go down to freezing. So I think it's just a very quick gradient from when the sun sets to darkness where it will cool rapidly over the course of probably an hour. But I don't know if Chase has any feet on the ground knowledge about that type of stuff. It would be about the amount of time I would think that it takes for it to go from how dusk lasts in general. The earth will stay warm for a little bit and then it'll cool off within a maybe an hour or two. Oh, I guess that's like at the beach. Yeah, yeah. basically, like sand, sand. Uh, <laughs> rocks could hold more heat, very large rocks. But I remember with the clam bakes and stuff, I used to go to build the fire and then they would pack rocks into the fire to keep the heat, act as a heat source batteries or a heat sink, and then pack the clams into the fire and the rocks to cook them so that they would open up they'd steam inside their own shells neat that's really cool but using the the rocks to keep the heat in fact so larger objects like the rock we might be on might be warm a little bit longer than diffused sand that makes sense to me so okay uh as far as looking around at stuff up here it's probably going to be a notice and then if you go down into the area that would probably be closer to survival because you'd actually be tracking things so for right now for tonight Let's get a notice from both of you guys. Okay. I will say that the darkness penalty is probably minus four. Pitch dark is minus six, but minus four is like there's some light, like if there was a full moon type of thing. So is this with my infravision? You would have that penalty. So your infravision allows you to- Minus two. Right, yeah. Cool. So you'd be in a minus two. I would like to use my PowerPoints to activate my dark sight. Perfect. My static sense to try and get a better view of this, picking up the residual quarry energy that is in everything to see better in this evening light. Definitely. I got an eight. Damn. I blew up my... Uh, so that's a 14 on my essence roll. So <sighs> that would mean that I could negate up to six points. Yeah. So you can make this at no penalties Beautiful. for sure. Yeah, okay. And then I'll roll for notice. 10. 10. Wow, you guys are crushing it. Woo. Silica especially, you know, with your static sense, you activate it, and I, I don't want to certainly put trappings on your power, but the way that you've described it, it makes it sound to me like you just start to see these things illuminated in the dark. Like you can pick out the energy patterns. You can see the more vague shapes moving even very far below you. I think maybe even for the trailblazers, you can see more of an ephemeral mist in the air that trails after them. Like you could follow it sort of like a, a snail trail in the night to see which direction they might've gone. Mm -hmm. Sia, you don't have any kind of special vision in that sense, but 
you are able to see the heat moving and yeah, especially she, she closes her regular eyes and opens her second set really big and what color do they appear to be to they're like a soft glowy sky blue gotcha much like her regular eyes but you know they don't glow normally I feel like trailblazers for you are obviously even easier to see than most things because they leave further heat residue. And if you can see the heat, then you see something very similar to what Set sees in terms of those ephemeral trails that just go through the night. You you see a number of them. It's not just a single one. You can see them crisscross down in the air below you, but a lot of the trails are fainter than others. You can tell where it gets stronger and where it's more recent, and they appear to have gone, I want to say, a little bit north of where you are, but you see a number of these trails, so with your raises, you can tell that I think there are at least four of them. Ooh. And maybe even a couple of patches of fire just burning somewhere down in the darkness. Set, can you fit four on top of the the, the car? Will they fit? I mean, if we, uh, if we slaughter them, quarter them, and uh, piece them together, wrap them in a tarp, we might be able to fit more than just one. Oh my god. Depends on how big they get. There's all different sizes they can range from. So out of, out of character, are the females larger or the the males larger? I think um, ladybirds are usually bigger but not as flashy, right? That sounds appropriate or wait, to me. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of the lady lizards. Ladybirds don't have like colorful plumage. Ladybird. Usually. I think it could, it depends on the species of bird that, that there could, they could be nearly the same size. Sometimes one can be larger than the other. So that's true. I want to say the females are probably a bit larger than the males, uh, but it's probably, I don't think it's like mm-hmm. an egregious difference. What if their fire's a different color? Yeah. That's a neat idea. Like maybe it's tinged with some green or something from like chemicals that their body makes. Ah, uh, green is copper, burning copper. Will that sounds caustic? Ooh, maybe maybe they have different if claws. Maybe oh, like the flint might not be copper. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's the females who have the flint and steel, and the males have like copper. I don't know what reason there would be for that. What science? Exactly. See reason. Exactly. Well, that's what I always fall back on, but I always try to come up with a better excuse up front. And if it, and if I can't think of something that yeah. makes sense, then I'll be fuck like, it. fuck, it's <laughs> ran, random side stuff. Oh, so they might just have a higher copper content in their oil that when it burns, it lights, burns slight mineral difference in their nutritional excretions. I like, I like what you're putting down. I'm mopping what you're spilling. Yeah. The general size of them, to in my mind, would be they're about the size of ostriches, but there can certainly be some variants, and I think there can certainly be some that are slightly larger than that. Maybe something closer to a horse, but I don't think they get enormous or anything like that. They're supposed to go fast, so the bigger it gets, the harder it is to move super fast, although science fantasy, so yeah. Apparently there was prehistoric birds that are even larger. Ostriches can get up to eight feet tall. Well, prehistoric birds were T-Rexes, so. How how large did you say they got? I don't know, I just looked up ostrich. There's a 12 foot tall one that is in the oh fossil record. Oh my God. But Excellent. The average one was eight feet, it looks like. It's got a guy with a little spear in front of it. Oh, I see, I see exactly what you're looking at now. T-Rex skeletons make a lot more sense if you pop a beak on there and have their front arms be wings. Yeah. They're the right size. Giant chickens. Uh, yeah, actually, I really like this one that you're looking at, Chase. So let's say that maybe the males are the size of the normal ones, and then the females are the the 11 feet tall ones. Yeah, we we could fit a few a few of the males in here, but uh, we'd probably only be able to beg and bring back one of the females if we got a hold of one of them. Uh, but they're a lot more dangerous. 
Are there hunting restrictions? Uh, like sometimes you can't kill the ladies. Yeah, you don't kill all the females because you need them to make more. That's what I mean. Like, is it is it trailblazer season? See what? If you can catch a trailblazer, <laughs> you catch a trailblazer. That's damn. All right. <laughs> There's. Let's go kill some birds. What do you mean? You mean are they? Basically, uh, he's trying to wrap his mind around the concept of a season. Like he's thinking like you're talking about like fruit, like how fruit grows in a certain season. Like, yeah, they they have their young. Kind of, well, we don't get a lot of variation here in 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 the climate. So yeah, they 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 have kids pretty steadily. I think she, as they're like cl- she's helping him climb down. She's got him like on the in rappel mode again, and she's crawling down the wall back to the jeep, like explaining about protective species. <laughs> <laughs> you have a bunny for that. I like the idea that she's still trying to impose some sense of order out here. It's like, of course you guys have endangered species and you pay right. attention to what you're allowed to hunt and when. Naturally. Yeah, we, nice. yeah, you don't kill the things you need to eat later. You don't kill all of them. You only kill about a third of them. It's the, the healthiest way to handle it. Uh, otherwise, you you're going to stress the populations. Well, yeah, so um, you guys, are you going down immediately? Are you staying overnight there? Or what's your general plan here? I mean, oh, it'd be I, easier to see him at night. I was uh I was thinking about camping out on top of the the, the mesa. That's oh, what, that's oh, what I oh. thought you guys were doing. Yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. I thought we were like seeing them and going and getting them. Well, I was gonna wait for dawn because um I can't be out too late or else I might start to get very cold. Um, oh, that's true. You little you little cold boy. How how are you in the the cold? I thrive. I am not built for heat, apparently, but not this kind of heat anyway. How open the sky is tonight. All the heat's going to leave. It's going to get really cold. So in my tribe, a lot of the human descendants stand watch at night while the Karniks, we take watch during the day because it's a lot more dangerous for us to stay up. It's one of the reasons why we banded together kind of set aside some of the old problems we had with each other. Well, it makes perfect sense to me. Nothing breeds camaraderie like shared strife. I need to get warm. I need to start a fire. I need to heat some stones so I can sleep through the night from the heat. I, I have the heater in my armor, but I need to save that for an emergency. So I need to get a I need to get a fire going before it gets too cold for me to handle it. Sure, yeah, you can get that going. I'll just keep I'll keep watch over here. Okay. Okay. Just looking. She's sitting like on the edge of the cliff because cliffs mean nothing to her and she's not scared of heights. So she's dangling her legs, watching with her binoculars on her second set of eyes. <laughs> nice. That's a good uh, that's a good mental image. They're like brand new binoculars. They do not look like they've seen anywhere in tear. Oh man, can it have a half of a binocular that's broken and just dusty and dirty? <laughs> Do you mean a monocular? Yeah, well, it's it's a it used to be a full set of binoculars, but it it's just the broken off half of one of them that he just uses like a monocular. That's great. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get a fire going, collecting any shrub and rock and any bones that I can get together, animal dung, any sources that are around here, because we've kind of described it a lot like the Saharan desert instead of more like the the North American deserts. 
The mixed terrain that you're kind of describing now kind of makes it reminds me more of uh, the North American deserts where there there's a lot of uh, rock formations and some scrub vegetation. Yeah, you can definitely uh, gather things up that way and, you know, make a little uh, sounds like you're making a fire pit to heat up some rocks that you could then use to sustain yourself overnight. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, then why don't you make me a survival? Given that there's definitely vegetation around here, gathering all that stuff, do just do it. Uh, no modifiers, just a straight up survival. Okay. I rolled a two and a one. I have five bennies, so yeah, I'll, go I'll for do it. that. <laughs> go for it. Oh, two twos this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. One bennies enough. Okay. You can definitely. I mean, you have a lot of these tools on your own, right? Like you can still start a fire. Maybe the area that you guys have picked out is a little bit more sparse. You can certainly gather some vegetation and a couple of rocks, but you're not finding any of those bones and probably not in the quantities that you would like. So given that you can still get the fire going and you can still go forward with that idea, but I think it's not going to be as impactful as it might have been. But it'll still give you a modifier to your environmental resistance role. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Can you tell us a little bit about how this process works? Because you seem to have a a good idea of how it actually works in real life and what you would be doing with it. Yeah. I make a stone bed, put all the debris on top of the stones. I try and make a channel so that air can flow underneath into it and feed the fire, kind of like a jet stove formation. Then I would stack the stuff on top, take the twigs and make a little fire cabin or a triangular shape with a hollow center and then put the ends of sagebrush and that type of stuff in the center. Put a cube of espit material in the bottom and light that on fire. A flint and steel, I spark that up after shaving some of the magnesium in there off the flint and steel. And then I take my survival knife and run it across, setting sparks into it, getting the fire going. Hopefully that fuel keeps it going. And then I just let the fire roar, add fuel to it over time, burn up all the stuff so I get the stones nice and hot. Take the stones, the hot stones, make a a long bed with them and rake them out, covering of sand over that. And then basically take the tarp from my car, start trying to sleep over that and huddle over that in in the night to try and uh, keep my body warm. It's a very cool idea. Well, I would like to award you a Benny for the super cool idea that you had there in the descriptions, because I think that's very evocative, down to earth and uh, realistic, even method of staying warm at night very cool to me. Like Ali said, I always like these little details that you bring, and I think that adds a level of verisimilitude that even in a science fantasy setting is still warranted. What is Sia doing to prepare for the night? She's put on her puffy coat. Nice. And that's about it, because she doesn't have a good gauge on how cold it's going to get. That's fair. So she's just around the fire, I think, and she pulls beakers out of her little pouches, starts setting up a little makeshift science station so she's not bored while she's, like, he's asleep, so she's like, okay, I can do this now. Gotcha. What are you going to do with your science station? Uh, She's doing some psychology experimentation with the blood that she got from those weird little dudes back at the the underground mall. Oh, the uh, the Cerelaps? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Are you are you trying to get anything as like a mechanical result or are you just When she takes samples from animals, it's usually animals she's interested in incorporating into her own power set. Cool. So they can phase through stuff. She thinks that would be cool. So she wants to do some experimentation to see Very how nice. viable it is. I see. For her physiology. 
Very cool. So maybe it's not very viable, but she got the sample. I like it. Did you guys get an advance yet? Because if you haven't, you're definitely going to get one after uh, this session. I don't think we've had one yet, okay. so that'd be cool. Due for an advance. Yes. So we'll, we'll cover that later. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so what's the plan? You're staying on watch for part of the night and then... Yeah, she, she drains her coffee canteen and she's fresh out by about two in the morning and she's dragging. So she begrudgingly walks over and grabs some jolt and hopes he doesn't notice in the morning. <laughs> oh boy, that is... Can it be the bug juice? Uh, I don't think she'd go for that one like first, in the dark, but if, if it's dark... What I'm saying is, could it be a mistake? Like, like in the darkness, you just grab one of them and then... Yellow and orange <laughs> are so close in color. <laughs> you want to roll me a chaos die and see which one you grab? Because you have infravision, but yeah. this is not a warm-blooded creature. I got a one. We didn't establish the stakes yet. <laughs> so it's that... a one regardless, so it would be bug. Okay, so you got, you got bug. I don't think she cares for it, but she's snacks. so sleepy. Will you go ahead and make me a notice? Okay. Any penalties? Nope, just a notice. My notice is a deep bower. Oh, boy. I will Benny this. Okay. I use my tiny d20 as a Benny. I blew both of them up. That's an 11, and uh, well, I'll take the 11 because the one's a six. Okay. Yeah, all all appears to be quiet here. I think while you're up here, you do occasionally catch movement from far below you, and at least one occasion, you see a little zip go through the darkness, and then you see that heat on your vision as well. She scratches her chin with her over-large fingers like, wow. She's very interested in animals. Go fast. She want to go fast. She want to go fast. But yeah, otherwise, uh, the rest of your watch passes uneventfully. Are you watching all night? Or are you guys swapping off? Or uh, If he can't be awake, she'll watch all night, but she probably will have some fatigue in the morning, which okay. I'm cool with. Makes sense. For overnight here, I'm going to ask both of you to make me a vigor roll for environmental resistance because it does get exceptionally cold, not to the extent that you can see frost forming on anything, but it really cuts to the bone. Let me pull up my list before you make your roll, please. So this is cold, so it's going to mean that Set is making his, I think, at a minus four with Ooh. his racial penalty, but that is going to be counteracted by a lot of what he did, so... So, Sia, you got the heater vest thingy, so I think that's going to give you a plus one to your vigor roll. Cool. Set, you have your heater vest, that'll give you the plus one, and then your further idea will give you another plus one, because I like the idea, but the survival roll did not succeed, so I think it would have probably gone higher than mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know what? Make the make the vest a two instead of a one for both of you, because that okay. most everything moves in sets of two. So vigor roll plus two for me? Yep. And then a cumulative vigor roll at minus one for set. That's a seven. I got an eight with the minus one. Excellent. So success with a raise. Yeah, so you guys do not suffer any adverse effects because of the cold. Your preparation and your tools are able to insulate you through the biting chill of the night. Sia, if you have been up all night... Yeah, she uh, has been. I'm going to need to get another one from you for exhaustion. Most people need a minimum of six hours sleep out of every 24. Yeah, most people. <laughs> a character who goes without must make a vigor roll at a cumulative minus two every 24 hours thereafter or suffer fatigue. A large amount of coffee, soda, or other stimulant adds plus two to the roll. Hey! All right, so it's just going to be a straight up vigor roll because of your caffeine. 
That's a five, baby. A five, okay. You managed to stave off the effects. I choose to believe that it was a combination of the jolt caffeine and the jolt of drinking bugs. Yeah, probably. It's the extra protein. But that's just my take on it. Who energized. <laughs> we just see the sun rising on the deep, deep horizon of the desert and it, the sunlight hits her face and she just looks haggard from this night of chilly experimentation. She got very droopy eyes, two sets of them. Uh, as it approaches dawn, like just when the sun's starting to crack over the horizon, set starts to stir awake from his tarp that he had wrapped around him. He was kind of sat more than laid down flat in a upright position. And as he opens the tarp, coin purse scutters out a little bit from inside the stone little hut that <laughs> set made with his body. And he gets up to watch the sunrise with you. Oh, hello, little purse. Tries to grab him. It's not very fast, I assume. So, uh, I can take it from here. You can uh, rest up if you need to, if you're okay. Oh, no, I I am uh, Give you a few fine. hours of sleep. Had all my coffee. Okay, well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start trying to collect some water from the stones. Pulls out a chamois cloth, and he starts wiping down where the dew's starting to form on the side of the mesa, and then emptying that into a canteen that he has, the one with the little lizard face on it. <laughs> Well, yes, we, we must make sure Coin Purse is all set and ready to go. He's a very good boy, and I love him so much. <laughs> she says, making him long and squat again. In between, while he's, like, wiping down the stone, he licks some of them with his own tongue. Delicious. Works that in his mouth as he goes. Refreshing. <laughs> he doesn't need as much water because of his environmental resistance, but it seems that this early in the morning is when he makes sure to try and stay uh, to hydrate himself because that's one of the only times where moisture starts to form in the desert is when the, the temperature starts rising back up from the night. Well, yeah, you're definitely able to chamois cloth some of the moisture off the waters and refill your canteen, probably enough to satiate coin person that you guys have brought provisions with you as well, if that wouldn't be sufficient for both of you. Yeah, there's no way she wouldn't have got a, got a bottle of water at least. <laughs> a single bottle of water. She doesn't know how long they're going to be gone. Yeah, they probably have about five gallons of water if we can in the uh, <laughs> for, for just her in the truck in case something happens. Yeah, I assume that you got, you know, as part of refilling your provisions that you would have your basic survival necessities, including provisions and water to keep you guys going. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. The sun has risen and continues to rise higher and higher into the sky, and you know that the heat will begin to pick up before too terribly long. But it's a fresh day, a new day, for blazing trails. <laughs> Howdy, folks. I hope you like this week's Silica Valley. Music this week is by Marcus D. and myself. Marcus D. you can find at MarcusD.net and at Marcus D. on Twitter. You can find me online at You See the Hat on Twitter, as well as at RPG for You and Me on Twitter, and You See the Hat.bandcamp.com. We have still been posting every weekend on Sunday on the Patreon new episodes of Silica Valley, Absolute Zero. Uh, we got some world building stuff and outtakes coming up soon. You can find us at 
patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And there are some patrons I would love to thank. First off, a special thank you to Michael, Chase, Valentine, and Ezra. Thank you all so much. And thank you as well to Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Davriel, Zach, Ben Hatton, and Paxton. Y'all truly helping keep the lights on. And we love making the show for you. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at pegging.com. That's about it for this week, folks. I don't know if next episode is going to be another Silica or maybe the Q&A. Seasonal allergies have really been taking it out of us the past couple weeks, uh, but we feel like we're finally at a place where we really want to start recording season four. So we'll let you know. Have a good one, you guys.